Pickaxe. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped. Streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. Hello everyone, welcome back to the Triforce Podcast with me, Lewis, also Pyrian Flax. No, and Pyrian. Me. I'm eating toast. Lewis and Pyrian Flax, Sips. yes. Uh, your your hottest gaming takes and uh, news, just yes. general guff that we've been up to this week, meandering oh, thoughts, yeah. Yeah. ill-informed takes. Yes, um, mostly by you, I just uh, yeah. for the record. Yeah. Why are you uh, telling them what the podcast is about? Like, they don't know. What? You're oh, not selling it either. People... Uh, oh. Sorry. People turn up and they're like, "What do people want now? They want exciting. <laughs> they want fresh and exciting content when they turn they up. They don't. They talking, don't want. They don't want predictable content. They don't want to turn up here and think these guys are just going to go off on one about getting a boner at a funeral or whatever right. shit they come up with next. I have noticed other people talk faster than us. I don't know what it like. Any cool TikTok star? They're all Americans, like, mate. Americans love to gab. They got that news anchor voice as well, though, eh? Yeah. Well, <laughs> uh, you know, like it's all it's it's kind of hammed up, right? Uh, we're going more for the vibe yeah. of three old men sitting in your kitchen. Right, right, right. Just a, imagine we're sitting in your kitchen and we're in the middle of a big boiler installation and we're taking a tea break. <laughs> this fucking boiler, mate. What? The Worcester Bosch is so hard to get to the uh, the condenser, not to mention the dehumidifying <laughs> thrombone oh. round the back. Did you see oh, the traffic night. on the way in? Oh, oh, oh no, that's some traffic. <laughs> I've never old, seen uh, traffic like the it. The A69 is all which you got to take the B420. I told you not to take the A69. Well, the, the bridge was closed at Chep Club, so I had to come around that way. Chep Club does sound like a British town. It does, yeah. Or like um, Smethwick. Smethwick. Mm. I saw a post this morning from a Canadian. It made me think of you, Sips. Yeah, um, yeah. And I know all like, of them, by the way. What was his name? Uh, I think it was Todd. Um, oh, yeah, Todd. Yeah, I went to school with Todd. <laughs> And he was he was asked he was in R slash uh, like Ask UK or whatever, and he was right. like, "So do you guys go camping in the UK? You know, can I get a caravan? You know, I'm used to camping yeah. in Canada where we weird, you know, have like forty foot long foot long caravans. Maybe uh, maybe not so much in the mainland. Although I'm sure this exists on the mainland. We we refer to you guys as the mainland. Uh, in Jersey, there's not many forests. So like, uh, if you're Canadian and you go camping, you camp in a forest, right? Uh, predominantly, I would say you, you're 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 camping like in the woods. Um, I mean, it's hard not to be in a forest in Canada, right? It's a lot of exactly. Yeah. But I find, but my experience with camping uh, over here is that you camp in a field. Same with a caravan. You park up in a field. True that. <laughs> and and away you go, sort of thing. Um, well, I mean, yeah, it's it's. It's camping. Well, this guy seemed to have the idea that camping was caravanning, which is not the same. No. Um, we think of camping as tents, and obviously in yes. the UK we don't really have any wilderness left. You know, it's been 
permanently populated for the last 12,000 yeah. years. And as a result, every square inch of Britain is owned by someone and they're very protective of their thing yeah. and everything's grazing land or, you know, it's the same, you know, anytime you want to camp up anywhere, you there's a campsite with toilets, you know, a block usually, unless you actually go out properly camping and then, you know, you have to drink, you know, tomato soup out of a can and you know, try and dig a hole and take a shit. But, I mean, even that is, like, very... Like, this is, like, 10 square metres of forest, it feels like. Mm. You know, there's not there's not a lot of dedicated, like, um, wilderness like there is in, I'm sure, Canada. Um, but also, it's a lot fucking colder, I would imagine, in Canada. Like, well, I most mean, of in, the year. In the winter, um, yeah. It's... Holy um, shit. Like, in the summer, it's hot as shit. God, yeah, it's, it's lovely. Yeah. Lovely. We're going to go to Canada next, uh, either next year or the year after. Oh, nice. Which, uh, what part are you thinking of visiting? Uh, Ontario, so ra- around Ottawa and all around there. That's where yeah, we've got, Ottawa's, we've got, we've got Ottawa's decent. Ottawa uh, is, uh, is not a place that you want to stay for long, though. Like, no, no, it, it, it's it, not. But we're not going to Ottawa. No, like, we're, yeah. We're going to see family. Ottawa, you could do, you could pretty much see all the interesting stuff in like a day or two. Yeah, yeah. I, you want, I mean, I, you want to like there. a day or two in Montreal and then oh, uh, Toronto, to Toronto, a couple of days. You got Niagara Falls and how stuff. Far is, how far is that away from Ottawa, though? Ottawa, so if you if you wanted to drive from Ottawa to Toronto, it'd be about six hours. Uh, Ottawa to Montreal is about two hours. It's a little bit less on the train. Trains maybe a little bit easier more interesting or it's like a like a you know an hour flight or whatever it's I mean, not, that's like driving the entire far. length of the uk well at least driving to the north isn't it? it's like yeah so six hours is a fucking so long long, it's a long one it. yeah i mean so it would depends you on camping? how fast you go right no go so well, I've, got, I've got a lot of family um in canada all my cousins and my extended family from my dad's side is all up in canada and they're all about my age now and they'll all have kids of their own and all the rest of it and I was thinking it'd be nice for um, me and the family and my sister and her fella to go over there and see all the, the, the Canadian side of things and meet their kids and they can meet our kids. And I was thinking it'd be really nice because, yeah. you know, it's it's not family I see very often, but they'd, no. I'm sure they'd make us feel very welcome. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just think it would be nice. Uh, so that's the plan. And it's, yeah. Canada is a beautiful country and it's like America, but without the Americans in it. You know, it's a lot more chill. Yeah, it no is. Offense, um, America, love you, but chill. It is out. a little bit more chill, Canada, for sure. It's a bit. It feels a bit more laid back somehow. Yeah. Um, There's a huge American influence there, though. They still have the massive. I would yeah. say the, that the America has built. been yeah. hugely influenced by Canada. Oh, that's all um, I mean. That's a, that's <laughs> okay, the, no, that's the spin that you put on it. Smart. Um, yeah. There, there's, uh, you know, with the with the whole like uh, with the Queen passing and you know members of the Commonwealth, um, some some poised to to leave the Commonwealth. Uh, because they were only kind of staying there be- because of the Queen or whatever. And there's a lot of talk about Canada potentially being being one of them, although I'm not sure if it would happen. I don't really know the, the, the states that Canada's in sort of thing, but... Let's 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 say that uh, that that Canada uh, were to leave the the Commonwealth and to sort of like denounce the 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 monarchy and and no longer take well, part well, yeah, or whatever. Ba- basically, they still have a I think a constitutional monarchy there. Which yes, is not um, ideal. But again, it, the thing is, like, it's all in principle. The idea is that the Queen or the King might will have some say but in reality it's not necessarily it's not the necessarily case. the case yeah but i think that it's a it's a very old idea it's the same in australia and new zealand i believe as well they're sort of saying they'd like to change to a republic and it seems like a, a sensible sure idea 
right? Um, it, I, but I the, the influence of America, especially with Canada being so close, is that without some of these things that are uniquely Canadian in that part of the world, they just become another America, right? Like there's, there's, there's not much differentiating, mm. <laughs> like, for, you know, like there's, there's, there, there's nothing that really sets them apart anymore if they, if they drop all this stuff, right? And then they just well. become a, um, you know, a Western, a Western country in close proximity to America with, uh, you know, a high standard of living or whatever. But a little bit like Nord, the Nordic countries, they are, they're, they're smaller in size with a you know more sort of less less of a messy cultural divide in their population you know yeah the the north and south still are very culturally different places you know and i think that that in canada it's at least at least more i'm sure that i'm sure it's it's such a big country there's going to be a big divide between you know the east and west there already is a little bit of a divide in canada with french canada and non-French Canada traditionally. Oh, yeah, well, yeah, there. but, you know, they don't make it easy, do they? <laughs> they don't. It's true. They do not. But there you go. I think, I think I don't know. It's, I don't know. You never hear any, um, any like, super complaints about Canada falling apart, though, do you? you know, no, there all... was a, they had a couple of uh, referendums, like, in the 90s, uh, where Quebec was wanting to separate that they never really, they, they never got anywhere with. I mean, it's a, I guess it's a little bit like Scotland in, uh, in the UK. I think um, so. Yeah. You know, they want to, or, well, some people in Scotland want to become independent. And, uh, and they, just you know. Just less than half of them, apparently. They, they, just, they, they just keep pushing for it. But I think it's, uh, I, th- I think that wasn't, uh, it wasn't even close in Canada. It wasn't like, you know, just slightly less than half or anything like that. I think. Like, so, let's imagine, like, if you had a referendum in Quebec, mm-hmm. um, you're saying that most of the people in Quebec were like, no, we do not want to leave. And they, they well, stayed. Well, the the, 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 the the big population center in Quebec is, is Mon- Montreal is the biggest city in mm-hmm. Quebec. Montreal is very close to the border with Ontario. So, Montreal is... Uh, a French Canadian city, if you like, but there's a lot of English Canadians living mm. there, right? Because of how close it is to the rest of. Uh, it, it's not like deepest, darkest French Canada, right? Like, right. It's Where it's they, most like, it's mostly little... it's mostly French, but the further Blue north hats. you go in the province of Quebec, the the more French it becomes, right? And like. To the so point you, where there's some people almost, there that just do not speak any English or will so just was refuse to speak. Was it almost like Brexit and Montreal would be London? In that London voted against Brexit. Yeah, probably. And a lot of the rest of the country voted. Yeah, for it. I think Montreal was like the like kind of like the big wow, swing. It was from really my understanding. Close. It's uh, like you know all those polls. That why are polls like this always so close? It was fifty eight point so fifty point five percent voted no. That's wow. What, it, they only carried it by about thirty thousand. Actually, fifty thousand votes. Holy, I didn't realize it was that close. Actually, holy shit. Yeah. So like, um, but, but all of these. Things seem to be traditionally really in Canada, the the, the uh, fe- like the federal government is mm. uh, is represented by a French Canadian. Like it's 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 pretty rare. Like that. Uh, I mean, a lot lot of the long standing prime ministers of you know days gone were French Canadian. You know, like f- straight up from Quebec or at least from Montreal or whatever. Like the representation of the the Western provinces is not not huge and never has been uh, at least in my lifetime. So um, I don't know. It's like it's like an essential part of it, but they you know they want to leave or become independent for whatever reason. 
I don't know what that looks like after they achieve independence. Like, what the, mm. what the hell do they do? I mean, it's a, it's a huge province. They have a lot of lumber. Uh, they generate a lot of hydroelectricity, I guess. Um, which is, I mean, it's all good stuff. But like, I don't know. Like, it, it just seems... You seem a lot stronger as a as a full country rather than you know an independent. Yeah, I mean, I guess it's kind of a question with with I think with Scotland, wasn't it that they they had like the North Sea oil and gas or whatever that they're saying, well, that would be ours. Yeah, and the rest of the UK was like, well, no, it won't, and that was going to be a big problem. Yeah, I because it. how like, is well, it's in Scotland, so it's ours. And I think the thing <laughs> is that England was like, well, no, we don't want that at all because then we don't have any. We have to buy oil from Scotland. And then that would suck. I think that was the, the gist. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, so it's it a would, colonial but... attitude, basically. Well, I guess we're you've saying got, look, you've got oil, so we, we, need we did it. all this when when you were in the UK. If you break away, you don't get to keep it. Yeah. I think was their, their, their right. feeling. But I'm sure we'll get some a couple of emails about that. Who dare you claim that <laughs> oh, oil sure, English? Yeah. It's Scottish I just, oil. I just, I just, I don't, I don't understand like the the expectation in some ways. Like anywhere else in the world, for example, if you were in the mafia <laughs> uh, and you just left, just to come back to a staple of the podcast. Yeah, you, you left, can't leave. and you're like, yeah, I'm just going to keep all my whorehouses. Uh, yeah. Are you? <laughs> like, it's, you know, it doesn't work like that, does it? I mean, in but the Tony, I, uh, I in got the a real world. It just doesn't. I want I want, to, I want to retire and I want to take my numbers game, my racketeering, the the, the, the trash. I want to take my union job. I want, I want all my pizza parlors. All the whores. All the whores <laughs> and the pizzas coming with me. Is that okay? And I'm also taking all the oil rigs. <laughs> and the oil and gas. <laughs> Not the fracking, though. (laughs) Oh, you can't take the fracking. Tony, the fracking's what it's all about. There's no gas reserves left in that bitch. It's about the fracking. No. You can take the whores. You can take the numbers, the racketeering. You can take the the trash. All of it. Um, The fracking stays with the family. I mean, another thing as well, like Holy you, think, Sorry. you think uh, Wales and Scotland and stuff, these these places became part of the United Kingdom a long ass time ago, probably before they would became. have ever had yeah, any they, international they lines drawn it, or, sure, yeah. or anything. Right. Like, uh, yeah. I mean, I mean, I guess there must be maps that say this is all rightfully part of Scotland or whatever. I but... don't know if that's the main thrust of why they want to leave. Yeah. It's like they're not rubbing their hands together thinking, oh, we're going to get this oil. No, I'm, no, I'm but the, people were asking how they were going to fucking... Because of... I, I believe the argument was that Scotland is essentially a net loss um, in terms of what they contribute to the United Kingdom economy. Mm, um, right. Because essentially most places that aren't London are, right? Like, because right. we jammed so much stuff So it's dependent London. on us. And so what they'll I, fall I into massive poverty without yeah. us. Whether that well, is true or not, I don't no know. Good. I'm sure that, uh, that Alex Salmond and uh no and, he's uh, uh he's he's gone now isn't he yeah but he's he was a big gone. proponent of, of it's uh what's her face um nicola sturgeon she's still nicola sturgeon well look i i'm a big fan of the idea of independence of, of everyone i think they should be able to self-govern themselves within sure. the smaller, smaller where does it groups. end Lewis? but i know Cornwall? where does it end but but also, like like you said, it's a very good point. If if a country is dependent or has built an infrastructure that is dependent on elements of it, you know, like you know, it, will one of them prosper and the other one fall into poverty as a result of this? That is no good. It's like really, a divorce. If you are a same... country and you're part of another country, like Wales, like Scotland, 
If you then say, I want a divorce. Yeah, I feel like we're so close. Suck. Like, I think if we just talk about this for like five more minutes, we can really crack it. You know, we can solve <laughs> it. <laughs> yeah, just like, just five more minutes. We're so close, guys. Holy shit. We're going to solve the problem. Yeah. Oh, man. Tell them. Tell them. I believe. I believe. Yeah. Um, Hello, Nicola. Yeah, it's Perry and Flax <laughs> from the Triforce podcast. Look, me and the lads have been cooking something up here. Uh, we've got an idea uh, and we're just going to pitch it to you. It's about... It's about the independence referendum. Oh, go right ahead, laddie. I've got nothing else on to do today because Scotland's just a barren wasteland with no in it apart from the oil reserves, which you'll no get over <laughs> my dead body. <laughs> All right, Nicola. Well, the point is we think we've figured it out. You know, a referendum would be a lot like a divorce. Maybe don't do it. Fuck, well, a good point. Well made. <laughs> Problem solved. Problem solved. <laughs> Thanks for the <laughs> Let's move on. Oh, There's man. been a story this week. I don't know if you heard. Rithia told me this about um, chess grandmaster who oh, played against Magnus yeah. Carlsen. This is one oh, of my favorites. I haven't. Uh, I I heard whispers of this, but I am not familiar with any of the uh, the details. So what happened was okay. This is a guy who's 19 years old. As far, as far as I know, I haven't really looked into it too much. But this is what I this is what I understand. He. Played a chess game against Magnus Carlsen. Right. Um, he's been accused of cheating before. He has cheated. He admitted that that he cheated and in the past. A, yeah. And he's cheated before. But so so Mag so he beat Magnus Carlsen. Um, but I think Carlsen did what basically Carlsen Carlsen did a thing where he basically had to do at least one move, and so he just did that one move and then left. You so know? yeah. So, Which well, is just a tournament got that up he and walked away. Yeah, yeah. So he played yeah. one move. Well, and he was just like, I'm done my move. I know that this is like the big clincher. There's no coming back from this one. No, no, I'm no. I'm going to get a sandwich. No, 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 no. As in, oh. the, the game started. Neiman moved Queen's Pawn forward two squares. Uh, Magnus moved his knight one, like one move, and then resigned the game. Yeah. And so basically, I think, again, he was, he was, I mean, he, he's only 19, and obviously he was accused of cheating. He, he admitted to cheating when he was 12. Yeah. On chess.com, yeah. not in a live game, right. not anything like this. But now he's obviously, you know, an established chess player, but people don't know how he's cheating. They assume he is. And they assume he is because Magnus was was did a, an opening that he never ever does yeah. against him. Well someone did an opening that he never ever does. And he responded like like not immediately, but like perfectly to that, even though it's something that Magnus has never, like a style that Magnus has never played before, right? So Magnus was like almost doing a test on him because if he'd prepped, which a lot of grandmasters do, is they prep against their opponent yep. and they know what their opponent's likely to play. And you know, the first series of moves in the tournament are always very established because both players know what styles they want to play and what they think they can beat the other with. Also, there, so there is a hard limit on the openings. Like that's why they, like I, I watch a lot of chess channels. There's a guy called a Gadventor who does uh, these reviews. Um, yes, he's very good. very good. He's the guy who says, uh, and then captures, captures, bishop moves to rook four, and then basically we have a brand new game. So the point is yeah. that chess is like a huge tree, and the opening like ten moves have all been done across a shitload of other games. But then someone will make a move that essentially generates at that point a new game of chess that has never been seen before from that point on. So it's like yeah. th this exact combination of moves. Has, this is the first time that we believe this has happened, sort of thing. So anyway, um, the reason this is news is because someone on Reddit or some someone somewhere said, I know how he's cheating. He's putting <laughs> vibrating anal beads up his ass. Yeah. Right? right. And this is apparently the news story. 
Um, everyone has now accused the public has now accused this guy of putting anal beads in his ass yeah. and cheating using vibration signals or whatever right now of course there's no evidence for this it's just basically slandering this poor guy and it's now popular the internet is 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 now just assumes this is the truth okay right. to the point where um you know there's like webcam sites sending him <laughs> offering him like a million dollars to play nude and stuff like this right it's it basically embarrassing this guy into into the ground with no evidence now obviously we think he's cheating but again no evidence um and like it it's 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 mental okay but i mean the, the thing is chess obviously these days computers are just better yeah so you could very easily cheat right you could just have you could just be told what you are people it's, it's just a fact so it, it's not that it's not that it's impossible to cheat it's just that it's in fact it's easy but it's harder to do it in real life without signals from somebody. I didn't need yeah. a computer to beat that happened. guy um just just let me at him <laughs> 1v1 I'll take you on let me just put my vibrating anal beads 1v1 in. that would that would be a change for chess normally yeah. it's uh, 1v1 me game. part of me is like <laughs> seeing all this news happen and be like oh isn't this a funny story but part of me is like why is the internet just bullying this guy and maybe he deserves it because maybe he is cheating but i feel like until but he is actually... he isn't he like a top top chess player yeah uh, but well, he's playing magnus carlson the, so he the, must be decent he is his grandmaster but the problem is magnus is so good that he, no one can beat him right essentially he's just the greatest probably of all time he's unbelievably good at chess right right he plays it fast he plays it slow he can do it all He's, he's insane. Yes, of course, he, he loses games from time to time. But he is a ridiculously good, a godlike chess player. Right. And this guy, although he's very, very good, it's, I think the argument is it's a bit like someone who is a weightlifter suddenly lifting 100 kilograms more than the guy who is the world record holder. It's like that, where you think, yes, this other guy is extremely strong, but where did he suddenly get this extra 100 kilos lift from. Like, that's ridiculous. Yeah. So I think the argument is for him to beat Magnus Carlsen, for a start, to a lot of people that's unheard of, but what did not help the situation, and really didn't help this guy, in my opinion, and I'm a big Magnus Carlsen fan, and I'm sure I will get some hate for this from some chess fans, but I think he's handled it very poorly in two ways. First of all, he came out after the tournament, and he tweeted, when he'd been beaten by this guy, Neiman, he tweeted the, the Mourinho... A post-match interview where Mourinho said, if I say anything, I'll be in big trouble, so I'm going to keep my mouth shut. That was his post-match <laughs> interview. Magnus Carlsen right. tweeted that. And everyone was like, what's wrong with Magnus? What's going on here? And of course, it then comes out that everybody thinks Neiman was cheating. To, for him to, at the next tournament when he plays Neiman, the game where he conceded, Magnus Carlsen owns that organization that was running that chess tournament. So for him to do this is like setting up this it's like inviting someone over to play Monopoly, and then the moment they roll the dice, you just flip the board and storm off. It's like, if right. you want to say something, come out and state it. Don't be a baby. It's childish the way he's acting. In my opinion, it's unbecoming of the great chess master that he is. I think it's pretty disgusting that that we've just jumped to the idea that this guy's using anal beads and everyone's reporting it as normal. This guy's, he's 19, right? <laughs> Who I'm, hasn't, I'm like, when they were 19, shoved a vibrating <laughs> anal bead up their ass? That's all I'm saying. To, I've got to, one up there to, right to, now. To, to, to beat a chess tournament. I'm not, Even I know if he I'm did not 19, it, but I'm enjoying myself it. here. It's, this is awesome. I love this. I, yeah. Oh, those, that, it, those beads are telling ships what to say on the Triforce 
podcast. That's what's happening. I'm just, I, I don't know. For some reason, that really annoyed me. Like, and it, that was, I just didn't want to dive in. I'm sure a lot of creators and other content creators are loving this and doubling down. Oh, on it's it, made a ton of this. It just feels like bullying to me, man. I'm just not cool with it. You anyway. so when's your when's your video expected to come out? Is that is it is it dropping today? Are you dropping mm. your big reaction video today? I think it's partly because we've just suspended our fucking cruelty in the face of the Queen's funeral, right? No one <laughs> no one loves the royal family, but everyone's been quite queen. respectful. Every fucker on the whole planet Pringles and the fucking emoji movie, like the British porn channels paused all of their fucking content. You know, every, everyone's been fucking bending over backwards to put a black board around everything for the sake of the Queen for you the know, last the, two the weeks. Pringles, uh, I'm kind of sick of it. Um, Pringles printed what? cans where the little guy's mustache is upside down like he's sad. Really? No, they didn't. But that would have been fucking <laughs> Holy shit, brand. man. You got me there. I was like, you really? They did well. that? No, that would have been like, that would have been hilarious. Fuck Holy me. shit! I'm not look, uh, you know, as as I just I just think that there's some where it's people seem to have this very selective idea of when to be respectful, um, and, and only if it fucking benefits them. You know, they're respectful when it benefits them, and they're disrespectful when it benefits them. They people love to jump on a bandwagon, whether it's a good sad bandwagon or a fucking fucking abuse bandwagon. Yeah. It's it's fucking awful. I, and I, I think, think I think. You know, companies and people, people look at themselves are very, very scared to do anything that isn't as a group. And I mean, you could say traditionally that's been the case. But the problem is if you come out and say something that people generally disagree with, um, or you don't toe the line, if you're a company in particular, if you don't toe the line that all the other companies and everything, oh, they're all doing it, all the, you know, this is cancelled, that's cancelled, we're going to, out of a sign of respect, like they're all copying each other's language because no one wants to march out of step. Everybody wants to just be homogenous so that you can't discern one company's behavior from another that way it's the worst safety thing about numbers it, if everybody else is doing it we is, better do um, it too that's it the, i think the worst thing is when these companies are doing something that they can try and fucking spin to be respectful to the queen or when it's when it's clearly not like making a pop figure for the queen in her casket or some shit do you know what i mean and they're like this is in memory of queen elizabeth it's like not really you're just clearly cashing in in a really scummy way, but you've spun it into a way that is like what those little oh, bobblehead things, a bobblehead queen. Whatever the fuck, I've got one in my like, kitchen. Like a, it's like a solar powered one of the queen. Yeah, my kids bought it one time in town, <laughs> I think, and it's just it's on my ledge in my in my kitchen. Like uh, I I see it every day. It's hilarious. So it makes well, me that's smile. Very respectful, I think. Yeah. Very respectful. Yeah, I, love, I, I, like, I like the queen. I'm just sure, whatever. I'm just saying that like so many people aren't sure. It's like aren't sure what they're doing to the point where it's like borderline offensive. And this is the way YouTube and Twitch and and all these things always work, right? If you if you're pushing something right to that borderline of acceptance, it's going to get so much more interest. And this is why we see big successes among and it's frustrating but it, we, we just revisit this over and over again right with like twitch's policy on banning people or youtube's policy policy on ban banning people and those people that get banned come back with twice as many views a week later you know um and it's and it's kind of it's it's always going to be the case right you can't have everything going but there's always gonna be a line and who polices that line it has to be one guy mm. you know there's this there's this lot of fuss on youtube where some creators are playing these games like the mortuary assistant and some of them are being you know adult flagged and others aren't you know and it's like well it's like where are the standards yeah. and like who's who's policing this you know and it's also like so close to the line of like there's like the scene in the mortuary assistant in the game at the end where 
is like a hanging, right? And obviously, all the big YouTubers have played it fine. You know, they're all non-ad, age-restricted, nothing like this. You know, not even, not even, no one's blinked an eye at it at all. You know, whereas obviously, Logan Paul going to the hanging and, you know, that everyone on the internet has this terrible outcry and he gets demonized and whatever, you know, and I'm not saying I, I'm on his side or not. I'm not saying I'm, I'm on the YouTuber side or not, but like, this is a tricky thing, right? Like kids are watching these YouTubers and experiencing these pretty awful things. Well, what, what, like, I guess wasn't it's, the it's, thing it's, with it's him that he context went to related that, he, to. But, but he went to that forest. Absolutely, Japan, it's context related to. Yeah. I mean, his blasé attitude to it, like, lol, look at that guy, is, is very different to, you know, someone playing the game and condemning it as they go through it or talking about it in a rational way. But, you know, I'm sure these things are very hard to uh, police, right? There's no the hard and fast rules don't work. It's, it's based on some human mm. having to look at it, right? Yeah. You know, and and say, well, this is probably not okay. You know, I, I I feel like these games do have age restrictions on them anyway. You know, but then again, you could be doing like some RP in GTA, which is totally fine. You you're not they're not shooting anyone or doing any strippers. Does that get age restricted just because it's in a GTA, which is an 18 game? It's you a know, tough one. Or Minecraft. You know, if you're doing some weird sex fucking Spider Man Elsa role play <laughs> shit in Minecraft, does that? not get age restricted because it's in Minecraft. I feel judged. Like, where are the rules? <laughs> <laughs> right, I got a question for you guys because we're, we're talking Sorry. about... Sorry. No, no, no. I we're talking about one. chess. We're talking about games. Mm-hmm. Uh, another thing that's been happening on Twitch this week is about gambling streams. Yeah. Um, yeah. And this has been controversial. I, I came out, I did have a, a hot take about it. That some people agree with and some people didn't. And well, I, listen, I, the gambling industry, they refer to what they do as gaming. For a, yeah, and they, they consider their, they're, they're like, they're, you know, you guys come to our casinos and play games. It's gaming. Gaming table. Um, it is a gaming table. They've games. always said that it's gaming. <laughs> and I think that that is, has allowed them to in, infiltrate a little bit into, you know. Right. But sorry, so on, so here's my, my, my problem is, and, and I, I want to first of all set the scene. I am not someone who is massively pro-gambling. I think there's no harm in people having a flutter now and then, and even putting a few quid in the slot machine if they want, or if you're at a casino, dropping 20 or 30 quid on a blackjack if you want to have a bit of fun. It is fun, I get it. You know, you get to feel like James Bond or whatever. The problem is a lot of people obviously take it too far. Uh, A lot of people have a serious problem, and these gambling companies come up with all kinds of inventive ways of getting money out of people who very often can't afford to lose this money. Now, here's the thing that's the difficulty, right? Because I went through this when I was at uni. It The difference is, is that when you're in a brick and mortar casino and you're dealing with real people and you're, you know, actually having to put money down or you're doing something like in a bookies where you have to wait, you know, you, you bet on a horse race and then you have to wait and watch it happen. Yeah. That's very different to There's an online casino yeah. where your bank account is connected to the account. You can get tilted and angry or drunk or or frustrated or depressed and you can put in far too much money oh, yeah. with very very easily yeah. and you really lose it all I think- very quickly they're the that's the that's what we've ha- that's what's happened that's what the revolution has been in gambling and that is incredibly addictive and yeah like you said like it hooks you in yeah um in a way that, that the, the the classic gambling forms have put little physical barriers on right mm-hmm. um go on carry on so my 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 only concern was that if we ban gambling streams, what would that mean for poker? And my argument was, and unfortunately this is not backed up by British law, there was a case, for anyone that remembers the gutshot card room in London, 
uh, from about 20 years ago. I think it ran for a good five or six years during the poker boom. It's over in Clerkenwell, I think. You could go there. I played there. You could play in tournaments. There were cash games. They had a court case where the British courts found that poker is gambling. That was their opinion. Yeah, but that's a now, tournament, though. This is a closed tournament. This isn't like... You're, well, yeah, you're but people running, do also uh, play cash games. Yeah, sure, but if you're running, if you're if you're broadcasting a closed tournament uh, for cash, uh, and, but it, it happens to be poker, that I I wouldn't say that that's actually gambling, is it? Like that's well, I mean, you're, you're essentially staking money based on how you think you're going to do, and you stand to win more or lose your stake. Yeah, I guess. It's kind of so the issue is that how do you define gambling? And some people have said oh, should we ban loot boxes as well? And other people are like, well, yes, we would love that mm -hmm. because we think loot boxes are gambling. And that's been a big thing in, in the EU and the arguments about that. Mm, there's some countries so, in the EU that have um, like fully they have banned them. literally yeah. banned them, exactly. People love buying loot boxes because they think they might get money They might win it. something, that, that's exactly. Really only, that's a big... You know, like, man, I could I could get a Pokemon card that's worth, you know, it's like even opening Pokemon boxes right. is kind of gambling. Like, that's that's how they work, right? I, I think poker, like you said, is, is too pronged, right? It's got the cash games, which you can lose a lot of money very quickly. You could, And it's got yeah. the tournament where you put your stake in and you'll usually be sat there for an hour after putting 10 bucks in. And I don't, I don't mind that as much, right? I think that is a slower uh, drain of money. Yeah. I think you can't lose... Almost like if you put a tournament in, you've invested a certain amount that you know you're investing yeah, it's immediately, a fixed and you're getting yeah. X amount of gameplay back. And sure, it's gambling; it is gambling, but it's it's not as potentially poisonous right. as so, so you know, re-upping yourself at a cash game I, I for another two hundred quid. I agree, but here's my point: is I don't think personally, and I know people will disagree with me. I don't think that poker is gambling in anything like the same way that most other things are. And uh, here's why I think it's an exception. I'm not saying it's an exception just because I fucking love poker, right? I'm, I'm being honest with you. I don't think that it's it's gambling in anything like the same way. For example, you can be a professional poker player for your whole life and you can make money doing so because you are better than the other players that you're playing against. Now, if you are uh, a horse racing uh, expert, I, I know people who are horse racing experts. And they have good years and they have bad years. And maybe they finish up. But the point is, the more likely something is to happen, the shorter the odds. In, in poker, I can make my own odds, for example, by outplaying my opponent. I can win a pot that I have no right to win by bluffing, which is the big element of skill in poker. But so is reading people's ranges, noticing their habits. If it's live poker, picking up on tells, things like that. There are elements of skill that, for me don't exist in any other game that you could play in a casino or at a bookmaker's. Okay, well, um, you let me can give influence you this the result second. in a way that you would can't you, in anything else. Would you agree that Magic the Gathering also has elements of bluffing and well, this was a big, this was a big question. Opponent. This was a big question that people asked is, well, then would Magic the Gathering count as gambling? Because some of the tournaments in Magic the Gathering have a cash payout, and you might even have to pay a fee to play. I don't know. But even if you don't, essentially, you're playing a game with a deck of cards, hoping to draw certain things and hoping to have a better run of things than your opponent. And in a but sense, you're having to buy the cards in the first place <laughs> to take play. Take so you're part. gambling Not that only you're going to get the card. But, but you are also investing your time in learning the game and practicing the game. That costs you money, yeah. you know, effectively. So, you know, is that gambling? I think, honestly, elements of gambling exist in all of our lives. You know, you take, a ri you take risks when you 
take your university course on or you you know you you, you right. open a new business but right? th- there's i there, mean there there's, are elements there's of taking risk. a chance and a risk and then there's Everywhere. what we would define as gambling and i think that the, the issue is is poker gambling given that it is in my opinion a lot of people's opinion a game of skill because i could sit and play slot machines all day yeah and there's no skill to slot machines you just pull the lever and you hope you win now, the argument against it is there are some professional slot machine players who look for progressive jackpots, time it just right. But again, you're hoping that other people have dumped money in that they haven't collected and, and they've lost it, and you then turn up and reap the benefits. That's not really the same as poker. Poker, you're sitting down with your hand, you're playing against other top players, and you're trying to outplay them and be better than them. And a consistent number of players who are very, very good rise to the top of a lot of tournaments every year, and they win in cash games and they, they make money. If that wasn't possible, that would be gambling. I feel like the fact that they can do that year after year means it is a game of skill. And if it's a game of skill, even if it involves gambling, I think it deserves a special category. But that's just my I opinion. think. I think where's the line, though, between the game of skill and the game of chance, right? Like... Because how, you can how, play how perfectly. little skill do you need to make it, you know, get ga- not gambling? So you know, ha- you, you can play perfectly pinball? in poker. Oh, was pinball but, fairly skill based game? Yeah, but there's, there's elements of like, luck. Where's... There's elements of luck in pinball because sometimes the snap. ball just goes right down the middle. Is snap gambling? If you if play you, it for you... money, is it gambling? I think that's the question. Is is anything? It's pretty. For it's money a pretty gambling? shit game. Snap. <laughs> it's pretty bad. With not much skill. I prefer go reactions. fish. Prefer go fish. Go fish. So, yeah. What about like what about like snakes and ladders? That is no, I'm trying to think of like chance. a really shit board game. Monopoly. So Cluedo. Mon- Monopoly. Monopoly. Well, there's, there's a skill in Monopoly in there, but yeah. Maybe it's if if it's got a World Championships of it, then it's not then it's not gambling, right? Like because there's a World Cha- you could imagine a World Championships of Scrabble and Monopoly, right? right? And Catan and poker, but you couldn't imagine a World Championships of roulette. I, I think if you could consistently divine who is the best at something by having right. a competition, then there would have to be a skill gap, and therefore it would have to be a game of skill, not just chance. I think we've solved it. I think we've solved it. Yep. We've done it again. <laughs> We've done it we've again. Done it again. Oh, we're just we're fucking roll. We're solving off problem solvers. <laughs> bring, bring us the next Holy one. Holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> Mail us your problems right now. <laughs> we're going to solve them. I reckon we could get loads more oh, done in this God, podcast. Yeah. Uh, lads, I, I do have a problem that I can only solve in one way. I, I need the toilet. Okay. Right, okay. Oh, well, go. Okay. Let, carry go, on. Go let loose. You guys carry on. Now, I'll tell you what, come up with a problem for me and I'll solve it. Um, if there was a problem, okay. Flax will solve it. Uh, Lewis, can I um, can I ask you uh, what video games you've been playing recently? I'm, I'm curious to know. Uh, there is a new uh, Monkey Island I just got sent. Um, the It's called Return to Monkey Island. It's yep. published by Devolver. Yep. Um, yeah, it's playing it yesterday. It's, it's good. It's it's okay. Yeah. Uh, I don't. I love Monkey Island. It makes me want to go back and play the old ones. Yes, I got sent a game uh, that I haven't played yet called Isonzo World War Two Italian Front. Oh, that looks good. Um, actually, the the graphics look stunning in that I one. Played yet? They've made loads of them. These guys. Yeah. Um, but actually, what I've mostly been doing this last week is reaching out for Jingle Jam. Oh, I've reached out to about a thousand people. Wow. Um, and I've uh, had zero about, replies. I've had about pff, I'd say about nobody f- wants to know. Fifty replies. About everyone sort of, is jammed I've had out. Every conceivable reply as well. Like, oh, can we talk on the phone? Oh, I, you know, oh, that's way too many copies to give away. Or like, we don't support charity. I've had like 
any mat. Uh, People actually any, just say straight up that they supplies. don't support charity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, a lot of them want to do their. Fair enough. Like, uh, uh, any reason that anyone replies is fair enough, right? Because I don't right. know what's going on with them. I don't know if they have like a prior relationship. Like we've never had a Games Workshop game in the bundle in the collection. Uh-huh. Games collection. Sorry. Any time, and it's it's because Games Workshop have licensing agreements and it makes it difficult right so there's obviously some issue there that i can never overcome that i don't know and i don't want to cause uh, don't rock the boat right and and other people like to run their own charity initiatives and they don't have time or whatever or they've got some other prior um promotion going on or they don't own their game anymore god knows you know like it's all you never know what what's going on with people so i'm never like judgmental about mm-hmm. it but i guess i hate it more when people don't reply because that's like mm, did they do they did they just not get my email i usually pester them though. yeah you got to pester um, sometimes like i i know if you're anything like me you don't respond to things like ever or straight away you know unless you're pestered no. if somebody pesters me yeah. there's a good chance i'll i'll probably respond to them but if somebody just sends me one email and expects a reply i'm lazy i ne- i never get around to it you know like it's tell me it's about not it. like um, no, I'm, I'm exactly the yeah. same i wish i was better but um i've got a news article here about floppy disks right right um apparently all the floppy disks are about to sort of start f- losing their magnetic um whatever charge on them. this they're start they're starting to go right yeah and people are obviously stopped making more and there's you, you know, it's, it's starting to become like a an ancient technology right right um, well, so what what do uh, I do with my collection of uh, floppy disks then? How do I keep them safe? Well, I don't know. Like you, you you might have to like start putting them onto other stuff. I don't know. I don't want to. It's, it's, I want to keep them. I have an old computer that I've kept around just so that I can access my vast library of floppy disks. Like, uh, what about the ones with that have like the metal protector thing that? That slide, like, are those ones okay? okay. Oh, What's maybe, the problem? Maybe they're okay. Um, a, floppy a disks are losing their magnet, losing their charge, yeah. or are they all right? They're, they're no, lo- they do, they, they're losing their they, juice. They, they do lose it, they do lose it over time. Yeah, why? Well, because like so many people still use floppy disks for like the flipping air force and so fucking... <laughs> they, they, they will lose it over time. I believe that the, the, the material on the disk will degrade. Which is why they use magnetic tape for very long-term storage. A lot of big banks and big organizations still use magnetic tape because it lasts a long time and it doesn't fail. So we'll, you just have to hope it's all backed up. Maybe that's okay. the, well, uh, solved, the solved you it. solved a, another one. Well, you say I've solved it. I'm certain I'm wrong because the problem with yeah, this podcast. Yeah, but you sound Lewis, like you're right, so that's yeah, good but enough because for I me. I think I am right, but the problem is I'm so frequently corrected that I've got fact-based. I've got factual dysfunction. Right. It's like erectile dysfunction, but for facts. But for facts. So you say something and you doubt yourself because someone goes, actually, so you just don't know. So I'm almost certainly wrong, but carry But on. who's out there fact-checking the well-actuallys, though? That's the thing. Well, you know? when they do, Just that's because somebody says, well-actually, it doesn't mean that they're right, you know? Like I know, and my favorite kind of well-actually, actually, is when a well-actually is well-actually. That's as good as it gets. Yeah, that's, yeah, you can't hope for more, really. Yeah. Man. I think a lot 
I read recently that Japan had this new minister um, who had like never used. He was like the, the head of like like digital business or whatever. A Japanese minister. I the, have the never used a computer, and I am proud He's, of it. He said that's what he said. Yeah. Oh my um, god! <laughs> I was uh, joking. He actually said that, and it was it was one of these moments where it was like he said, you know, if I, if I ever need anything doing, I asked my one of my many assistants to do it. I just, you know, I'm I'm too important to to have to use a computer. Sounds like the man for the job, to be honest. Uh, but no, he's. I think he's trying to like modernize, um, because even now, like talking to Nintendo, we have to fax them things, and it's like the fuck, what year is this? You know, um, and text floppy disks are still very prevalent there, but obviously there's only one company still making the fucking things. Mm. Apparently, Jesus. Um, I don't even have a fax. So, if, yeah. if a company turned to me and said "fax it," I would just say, "Why don't you fax off? I'm not uh, dealing yeah, with you yeah, ever yeah, again." Yeah, that'd show them. That'd fucking yeah, show them. That's em. the one I'm going with. Why don't you? When I when I uh, why don't you when go I fax went yourself, to, um, go fax yourself. Yeah. Fax off. <laughs> I, fax when, off. I, for Mrs. F's bonus one year at one of the companies she was working at, uh, they didn't have any money to give away as a bonus, so they treated us to. Um, a meal at Gordon Ramsay's restaurant in Chelsea, uh, and this was like. Did it not cost any money? Huge deal! No, no, no. They, they, <laughs> <laughs> no, they just uh, we had to That's do the washing up. Such a good point. We had Thank to do the washing up. Uh, for no, it, I mean basically they, they couldn't afford like a full bonus. So her boss said, "Look." Just go to the restaurant and I'll pay for it. That was what he happened. laid on a meal. Okay. He sure, laid sure. on this meal for you. Yeah. Sure. So yeah, you're right. It did cost money, but it was like off the books, if you like. It right. was like the boss treated us rather than an official bonus from the company. Fair enough. Sure. Anyway, right. to make a reservation, you had to put down a deposit and you had to fax them. And I thought, why would you fucking have to fax it? Who has a fax machine? I realized it's to keep the riffraff out, isn't it? Because if you live oh. hand to mouth, relatively poor, and you're going to nip in, shove Gordon Ramsay's food down your face, and then run out, you ain't got access to a fax machine. If you're someone who's like got an office job or an office, or a, you know is a lawyer or whatever, yeah. or a doctor, you you've got a fucking fax machine. Not man, he should I'm Kitchen sure. Nightmares his own fucking restaurant and bring up the point about the fax machine. You know, because that oh, wouldn't man. fly. If he went to like uh, Jimmy and Jane's uh, Pizzeria in uh, New Jersey or whatever, and they were taking uh, bookings by fax machine, he would he would go into conniptions live on TV. He would, he would give them the fax. But off. then, but then in the meantime, he's fucking doing it himself at at ramsey's uh restaurant chelsea it worked though because it was packed and it was it was a really good meal so it it must have been weird to think you're sitting in a restaurant and every one of those people had a fax machine or access to a fax machine what year was this in oh this would have been like 2005 Uh, i mean they were still there's still fax machines kicking around in 2005 to be fair it's almost like making it a little challenge Mm. you know for people to sort of Maybe that's why Nintendo still do it. It's almost like just like you said to keep the riffraff out. Yeah. You know, only only people of a certain size or only true F- OGs. Willing, only people who are really willing to make an effort yeah. actually get into contact with them, and yeah, they're the yeah. sort of people you want to work with because you know it sort of stops all the spam emails. Like a lot of the time, I'm reaching out for Jingle Jam, right? And a lot of people just have their contact information posted, you know, publicly. Um, and then obviously it gets spammed to death and they never reply to it. But if, they, if they've got it, like a lot of people have it hidden somehow, like either through like a capture or you have to fill out like a, a web form. 
or they've got it like contact in brackets at close brackets. So then I have to type the fucking thing out. Right. You know, it's like every different one that you've ever experienced. And some people, even like big studios, don't have a public way for you to contact them at all. And I have to like go through some weird backdoor. I have to join their Discord. I have to send a message to a mod saying, "Oh, have you got a way I can contact the the, the guy?" You know, I have to like do all this like detective work for some stupid, you know, three quid platform game. You know that we <laughs> he won't even put in the in the collection anyway. It's such a lot of like hassle. Yeah, um, I think that's the big turnoff for me is any hassle. You know, like um, yeah, even like sometimes like with a sponsorship or whatever, if they're really like uh, particular about something or specific, I'm just like, oh, why did I even say yes to this? You know, like. Uh, like if, if you if if you want to sponsor me for something, let me stream it for like two hours when I would normally stream or whatever, and just let it let me do it my way and and see what happens. You know what I mean? Like uh, I yeah. don't need to be micromanaged or do things like at, at some crazy hour to fit in with demographics and stuff. You know what I mean? Like it's mm-hmm. it's all, all all the extras, and I'm just like, oh, geez, just. I don't even want to do it now. <laughs> just leave me alone, you know? Like, I know it's yeah, money, I, but, like, at the same time, like, I'm, it's it's just a I lot did of some, I did some work during the year. You know what? I, I, I want to ask a question. For any company owners or anything out there listening to this, which will be about three people, if you well, invoice... Well, two right, already. Well, all right. If you invoice someone and you're a company, mm-hmm. especially the bigger the company, how quickly would you expect to be paid? Fairly quickly. Within, within 30 days of receipt is generally it. Yeah. Right? So how come I'll do work for an organization, even some fairly big ones, and it's like three or four months before I get paid? One time, Sony Ericsson didn't pay me for two years for a thing I did at Minecon 2011. Yeah. I don't get it. They've got the fucking money. Pay. The I think the bigger bill. they are, the the longer it takes. I don't know to get if the they do off. have the money though. I think sometimes it's a chain of money, right? So that yeah. it, it has to come in. But it still shouldn't take that long. I don't think like it should. Some people, some people you work with have. I, I can't know how much I could talk about this because of NDAs, but I can I can insinuate. Um, <laughs> uh, so you didn't a, sign a, a non-insinuation dis- uh, agreement. Yeah, there's a popular thing ha- show going on on on. Is it? Oh god, I should be careful. Anyway, uh, imagine you were doing a brand deal <laughs> right, where okay. you were you were promoting a universe, but you couldn't promote other universes, right? Right. So imagine you were playing, like, uh, let's say, The Witcher or whatever, and you couldn't talk about any other you know, uh, properties. You couldn't talk about Doctor Who mm-hmm. or uh, or Game of Thrones or anything. Like they were like, you know, you, but which is kind of weird to me, right? Because that's almost never a stipulation. Mostly they're like, oh, just to have fun, showing off our thing, play our thing, do our thing, you know, maybe, maybe shout it out and be nice about it and don't talk shit about it. You know, that's like the thing they're most concerned about yeah. is that. But some people have had the most ludicrously long requirements so say for example i was playing the witcher right witcher 3 yeah and they but this is not the case it's just an example um and they said you can't talk anything about the witcher 2 you can't talk about <laughs> Geralt. you can't talk about siri yeah you can't, no, talk about, you can't compare or anything yeah, yeah you can't say anything about anything that happened in the new witcher even though this one has Geralt in you can't say that you know you can't talk about things that Geralt did before you can't you you, you shouldn't really you know mention him because yeah. you know he's so by a different company and it 
it's so restrictive. Oh my god! Yeah, but the more restrictive like, it, it is, I feel like you end up being like, uh, you ever see Keeping Up Appearances? You know, Hyacinth's yeah, neighbor yeah, yeah. Elizabeth. You know how she's just like on the fucking edge all the time because Hyacinth is just so overbearing and particular right. about everything. You know, can she's just, nervous. She's like something? dropping her tea and stuff Come all the on. time. Yeah, you, I, you I become say, that, right? I, I'm pretty sure that you are the only person on this podcast that has really watched that show because you even know the names Man, of the characters. I'm telling you, I'm I, not I honestly I, have I, no not a idea. word of a lie. Keeping up appearances, I think, is like uh, is is like the British Golden Girls. It's so fucking well written. It's unbelievably good. It's classic. It is yeah. so I, I don't know good. where to even watch it. I never see it on TV or on. Any you can of the- watch it on iPlayer. They have all of the seasons on on iPlayer. I'll go and watch it. Send me send me what you think is the best episode. When I watch it, I'm thinking to myself, who wrote this and what experiences did they have that led them to write this? Because the writing for uh, for Hyacinth in particular is incredible. Like it's just because she's it's like so she's a middle English, she's though. a middle class um, like aspiring posh person. You know, like she she thinks she's a, like as posh as the queen, but she lives in the suburbs. Right with her mm. with her husband who works at like a fucking stapler factory as like a middle management <laughs> or whatever, right? Yeah. So it was written by a guy called Roy Clark. It's it is yeah. really good. I like it's I'm the most British did, name I've ever heard. As he well. did Last of the Summer Wine for forty years. Holy shit! Um, I mean, uh, there's, there's some classic sitcoms though too. Like he I did mean, Open All Hours as well. So these are all shows that were banned in my house. Right. Open really? All Hours was banned. Last of the you Summer watched, Wine was um, banned. You watched Dad's Army, though. So me and Perrin did this was okay. action thing about Dad's Army. And, <gasps> like, Don't say! You what spoiled do you mean? No, it's okay. it! It's coming out. It's, right. it's, it's, it's When's coming it out coming soon. out? Don't know. Probably months. Right. But I, afterwards, I realised we didn't really talk about Dad's Army and actually talk about who they are. and Because the, the, I realised <laughs> afterwards true. that not everyone's going to ever have fucking heard of this show. We yeah. just sort of went into it assuming that everyone knew as much as we did. And, and I'm a bit concerned now that people aren't going to get it. Um, what? But I might have to do some Dad's Army. Bits. Yeah, have you heard of it? I've heard of it. Yeah, yeah. Do you know any of the characters? Uh, I don't know any of the characters, no. Yeah, God damn, go. we didn't, we, yeah, we, we missed it. We should have. It's, yeah, it's kind of like, um, it, it's, it's like my parents would have watched that, right? Like on TV. It is old. It's old. It, it really is, old. is old. Yeah, yeah, it's old. Yeah. I think I just used to watch it with my parents on TV in the evenings, like occasionally. I, I don't know if you're going to like good, keeping good up appearances, Flax, but, uh, but it is. It, I'll give it no, a go. It holds up. It, 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 hold, it, it is, hold up. it is, it is humorous at times for sure. Like, uh, it's. There, some episodes are better than others as well, but like, uh, like there's this, there's one episode where they go on a cruise ship, and uh, and Hyacinth's brother-in-law, this guy, he's like, a, he's a scouser called uh, Onslow, and he's just got like, he's fat, he's got the wife beater, you know, he looks like he works like at a car mechanics or whatever, and she doesn't like him, she thinks he's too common, right? And uh, so she goes, they go on this cruise ship, and she's making this big deal about how she's going to have dinner with the captain, they're going to sit in like the VIP section and have dinner with the captain or whatever. And then they turn up and Onslow's there having dinner with the captain because he won he won like a lottery which was like a, a trip on this cruise ship so she's just right. fucking mortified the entire time like that he has just like you know jumped the queue or whatever to like you know do all these posh things that he doesn't appreciate because he's just like you know he's got like a can of beer and he's belching and stuff and like all these other people are like you know like royal admirals it's, it's, it's and stuff not, like that 
it was going out in the UK when Seinfeld was going out in America. Yeah, you know, so yeah, it's, it's like it's early kind of 90s, made around that right. same yeah. generation of time. Yeah, except yeah. it's obviously the British Mirror, which is instead of you know rich New York apartments in the middle of the city living, and you know by written by a comedian, it's the long suffering British sitcom in a very British situation. Yeah. Um, yeah, I like but, I like um, it a lot. Well, his homework for the viewers. There you go. You need to watch some Dad's Army. Yeah. You need to watch some Keeping Up Appearances. Uh, you need to play some poker and tell me if you won or lost, and if you felt like it was a game of chance or if a game of skill. Yeah. You need to try and find some natural resources for the people of Scotland to uh, utilize. Yeah, and you also need to, to enrich themselves. You also need to write in with any problems that you want solving because Send us we're your problems. super good at solving problems. And while doing all topic. of that, you should put some anal beads. We killed it today the in the problem solving sphere. Fucking crushed yeah, we just solved crushed them, it. Solved it all. You're right. So if you have a problem, this is the new topic for the next mailbag. Please send in your problems. Don't Make them all toilet involved, no, okay? No. And you know, try to keep them broad. You can, and broad you, but you can go. Do you go for it? If there's some geopolitical issue that you think needs to be resolved and quickly, we'll probably be able and to you do don't it. Don't mind just a quick an chat and it's done. But decisive answer, then come to us. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, I think we did it. We yep. did a podcast. We've done it. Yep. That was we, great. We, we accomplished it. that at least. Yeah. We are, we are doing stuff. We're oh, we are look at us. I can't stop doing stuff. Just doing yeah. stuff all the time. <laughs> I, I'm all doing right. stuff all day. Man, I'm actually well, doing things this all guy's, day. I'm this guy's got a busy day. I'm stop. Watch Look this. at this guy in his big busy else. day. Big, the big, Look at right, me. Big boy putting else. his big boy pants on. He's got a big busy day that he's got to I'm going to go do something else as well. All right. Bye, everyone. All right. Bye. 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 Love you.